Welcome to the TNC Show. You're going to learn about the state of the financial markets right now and all the latest advice on best practice during these uncertain times. This is Jonathan Clark and I'm your host for today. You're listening to the Kyle Financial Podcast Show where we show professional people how to protect their income and build their net worth so they can enjoy a comfortable lifestyle and financial security for themselves and their families. Welcome to the podcast. Critical illness cover, right? What I can remember, critical illness probably started. It's approximately thirty years ago. Uh, it was created, uh, invented, whatever you want to call it, and it was actually invented by a doctor in South Africa. Um, for the life of me, I can't remember his name, which is terrible. But this doctor in South Africa was treating patients who were coming to his clinics and practice. And they had all sorts of illnesses, as they would, but you also had the people who were critically terminally ill. Um, but in South Africa, without a welfare state, no matter how seriously ill people were, if they were dying of cancer or heart disease or whatever, they still had to work because there was no one there to support them. So he said he would see these patients coming to him um, with families, mothers, who basically had to work to the point where they physically couldn't get out of their beds. Um, and that was uh, you know, days before death, uh, just to try to support the families. And that's when he thought about critical illness insurance. Is there something we can do to provide insurance for families who would need a lump sum if they were that seriously ill? And that's where it actually came about. And it came across to the UK and I mean, Ali Dunbar uh, was probably the first firm in the UK to offer it. And it's taken off from there. And it started off where it was all fairly generic. If you have a heart attack, it'll pay out. If you have this, that, and the other, it'll pay out. If you have cancer, it'll pay out. And I remember one payout um, years ago, it was for skin cancer. It was a policy that went on risk in April. And I believe it was around September, October, it paid out £400,000 for skin cancer. That actually wouldn't pay out now because with the medical advances, uh, so much skin cancer would now be uh, excluded because so much of it's treatable. So in some ways, the current policies reflect the medical advances over the last 30 years, and they've been phenomenal. Um, So it is still an insurance policy that pays out when you are very, very ill. Around 2004, there was a rebalance almost. The Association of British Insurers basically said, look, there's all sorts of issues about moaning and groaning complaints about insurance companies not paying out on a claim or looking for ways not to pay. So they rebalanced all of the definitions. So we talk about ABI definitions. Uh, and we thought, my goodness, what are we going to do now? If every insurance company in the UK is selling critical illness with exactly the same definitions and they're all completely standard, how do you stand out from the, the competition? 
but very, 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 very quickly, if you wanted to get a policy uh, from your competitors, they started to improve the policies. So they started to talk about ABI plus. Uh, so the definitions were the basic definition plus plus plus, and it, it has improved so much since. Uh, definitions are fantastic. So it's gone from if you have a heart attack, um, which years ago would have had a high mortality rate, even skin cancer would have had a high mortality rate. Uh, mortality rates have changed so much that nowadays it sort of progressed, sorry, it progressed through heart attacks where you would require a percentage of the muscle to be damaged. Um, so fairly strict, how do, you, how do you define exactly what percentage of a muscle or how do you work out how much of a muscle is? You had all of those wee technical issues that really annoyed people uh, and made diagnosis difficult. And it's moved on again now, so it's, it's, they're much more clearly defined. And the rules are basically now insurance companies must look to pay out rather than not to pay out. And if they can't pay out the full amount, then pay out a proportion. Um, so it's really, but payment rates now, what, 95, 98% for various companies yeah. because they're well underwritten and these policies do pay out. Um, so that's, that's kind of a potted history of it. At the moment, there's, there's a big range of critical illness policies in the market. Definitions vary. Um, but it's key to get advice to get the right policy for you. Cheapest is not good. We all know cheap is not good when it comes to insurance. And you can jump onto the internet and go and buy a super cheap policy. And when you come to claim, it covers virtually nothing. And the definitions yeah. are so specific, they cover virtually no there, there are actually a couple of companies online that and on TV have, have adverts and um, if you're naming anyone that it, it seems too good to be true and it's because it, it really is um, yeah. they'll, they'll cover you for 12 critical conditions they're all cancer and they're all acute types of cancer that you're very very unlikely to get that's why it's 10 quid a month for 100,000 or whatever um, and the definitions have never been um, more important and that, that's been part of as Trevor said as part of the evolution but um, it's Actually, I got one of the one of the guys in our office, one of our team, um, and he often refers, kind of speaks to these clients. And, and the way he puts it is, when is a heart attack not a heart attack? When is cancer not cancer? And it's that it's when it doesn't meet the definition, because you won't get paid out just for having a heart attack or just for having cancer. And it's actually made it more important now to review your cover, um, because of what Trevor said, that is forever changing and, and evolving, and. It's starting to get better now. Some providers, if you have a more recent policy, they will upgrade you slightly or move or change the definitions to match. But that wasn't the case. If you have anything that's over a year old, um, and even if it, a year, two years, three years, every year the providers are coming up with a better policy. Sometimes twice a year, sometimes it's a spring refresh and a, a winter refresh. And they're adding in more definitions because as technology gets better and science gets better, we're finding different types of things and you're able to measure things differently. So you can actually, you don't need to get full payouts. In some cases you can get half a payout or in some types of cancer, you can get a payout just on diagnosis. Um, doesn't matter what the treatment's going to be or how bad it's going to get or because cancer isn't a death sentence anymore. Um, I think there was terminal illness 
very much critical and it doesn't mean you're going to die anymore. It is there to, to look after your life. But just some examples of what Trevor was saying, something some that I had out that I actually used this in a, a presentation recently. And it's in 2014, cancer had to be uh, malignant, so it had to be spreading. And in 2019, um, the definitions where you would actually get a partial payout at least on almost all types of cancer just by being diagnosed, you would get 10, 25, 30% of what um, what your critical illness is. On a heart attack, there's uh, an acid that when you have a heart attack that called tryponin. Um, I think that's how you pronounce it, tryponin. And the tryponin level used to have to increase by 60% in order for you to get a payout. Now, a heart attack, it just has to be a 0.1% increase. There are other definitions which could catch you a bit more. Um, with multiple sclerosis, 2014, you had to have continuing symptoms for up to six months. Now, for anyone who has MS or knows anyone who does, sometimes the symptoms in, in, the, in the, the cases that aren't so severe, they come and go. You could have it for a month or two and then be okay for a few weeks. You need six consistent months. Um, now it's just three consistent months. So you've got more chance of getting to the three-month period than you have the six. So again, you're more likely to pay out on a new plan than a plan five years ago. Um, and one which is a bit more bizarre is previously in 2014 to get a payout on loss of a limb, you had to lose two. Well, so if you lost one arm or one leg... Doesn't count. That was very, very unfortunate, but you weren't getting a penny. Um, so in so. many cases, you had to, had to lose two. And what? it had to be specific above the knee, etc. Um, whereas now you could lose a hand or a foot and get a percentage. Um, so that's just some examples of the definitions getting better. Um, but as time goes, the, the insurance just it, it, it keeps getting better and better. And in the short period of time that, that I've been doing this, I've noticed some, some massive differences. Um, but definitions are key. Um, yeah. on, on how you get it out. Yeah. And that's what you want. That's, insurance is obviously a selfless thing. You're paying it out hoping that it, it's for someone else or you never ever need it. But if you need it, by God, you want to make sure it's going to pay out. Um, and you would hate to be sitting on another end of the phone where your heart attack just wasn't quite bad enough. Your cancer's not quite spreading quick enough for us yet. Give that another few weeks. We can give you an operation and that'll be fine. But if you leave it a few weeks, it might be bad enough that you would get a bit of money. We want to know the treatment's there and hopefully everybody gets better and, and survives. But the, the policy that you've took out does what you want it to do. does exactly what it says on the tin. Um, and improvements are allowing that to be more, more possible. Um, and it's happening more and more now. Okay, so in my first financial services job, I was working for Canada Life. It would have been 1993, and critical illness was was on was on our one of our products that we were we were selling at the time. And it was always framed as if you have a heart attack and you die, your life cover pays out and your family's looked after. If you have a heart attack and you live but you're not able to work, then what you do? You've still got a mortgage. You've still got all the costs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So the whole point of critical illness on that point was that would pay out and that would ease the financial burden so i always thought it was a really obvious thing to get um my dad had a history of cancer in the past so in my head i was like well i'll just get it then because that makes sense um 
do you think people a are aware that the product exists and if so why is it not more popular i think i think more people are aware of people it are aware of it before. Yeah, people are there. Um, but i don't think they're aware of how it works no i i'm one of the, the, the couple of big objections obviously it's going to be more expensive than um life cover because uh, there's a bigger yeah. chance that it's going to pay out this is a terrible thing as well I mean, it's not terrible but I tend to say people now because of medical technology tend not to die instantly um, they, they do tend to, to go through a medical process cancer um, you can get treatment for cancer that will keep you alive for months years um, and even your know, heart surgery is, is amazing nowadays. You know, what was pioneering and high-risk surgery 10 years ago is routine. Uh, it's incredible the progress they've made. So people, people rarely just drop dead in the street and collect the life insurance. And that's probably critical and it's probably more important now than it was 20, 30, 40 years ago uh, when that was more likely to happen or you would... You would not. I remember as well. I said one of the restrictions was, in order to claim your critical illness, you had to live for thirty days, and that was a key, key, key point, um, because thirty years ago that was a challenge with many heart uh, or stroke patients, heart heart disease and stroke patients. So, um, yeah, that, that that thirty days was something that you, you were concerned about. So even advisor would be concerned if you pay for this, is it going to pay out? Then with the Usually the, the insurance industry going well doesn't meet the definition, not paying out. So there were concerns and you've had all the watchdog and this, that and the other, and that, that's fine. So the world is a different place. There's a huge amount of money paid out in this stuff every single year. Uh, massive amount, and you know, all of all the figures are published, so there's no secrets here. And people still say, oh, it doesn't pay out, I'm not buying it because it doesn't pay out. That's a real objection. People are concerned that if they spend this money and something does happen, then it won't pay out. The insurance company won't pay out. But having said that, I, I'm not a gambling man, but I think the odds of a 98% payout are an awful lot better than a 2% not paying out. And if it doesn't meet the definition, that's probably a good thing. Um, you know, you're healthier than critical. Uh, you know, because that's yeah. pretty much what it is. You know, it's somebody's look at looking the positive side. It's not an investment in our health. It's uh, something there to pay money out in a crisis. Um, so, but it's it's a, it can be more expensive. You you can get the dirt cheap stuff that that has very very basic levels of cover, or you, you can get the really good stuff. But we've got we've got comparison systems that will compare all of the old policies, new policies, current mm -hmm. policies. They'll rate them against each other. And um, so we, we can tell you very, very quickly whether we can upgrade a policy, um, but also look at each individual definition within that. So if there's something that you're particularly worried about, um, we can look for the policy with the best definitions uh, for that particular thing. So if, if something like, say, breast cancer runs in your family, well, then you want a policy that will cover it uh, and will give you the best cover possible. And you certainly don't want to get rid of an old policy with a great definition for a policy that has lots of bells and whistles, but maybe hasn't got the best definition for breast cancer. So there's lots of things to consider. 
but it's really important that you do consider it. Yeah, um, I, th I think there's, um, there's, there's quirks in some of the plans now as well. Um, I think all of them have some element of children's critical illness on it now. And that's not you having to jinx your children or name your children. or But if you have a plan three, four years old, having the similar plan now, um, the terms on it, you, you could get £25,000, £30,000 worth of children's critical illness cover just built into your plan without you having to, to ask for it or pay any extra for it. And, and that means that if Touchwood and none of our clients ever need it, but if any children became critical ill, you'd be able to take that £25,000, £30,000 and just and run from work. And that's what most people would do with or without the money. But if you have a cover in place for yourself and you have children and, and you're able to get those small benefits, um, that, that can make a, a massive difference. Children's critical illness is now the fourth or fifth, um, I don't know the fourth or fifth most claimed critical illness now. Yeah. Um, so it's obviously the top three heart attack, cancer, stroke. Children's critical illness is up there now with um, multiskeletal. Um, so that's... Um, it's something that people are, are using more and if, if you have children that are born and, and are, are unwell um, or spend time in the hospital then that or need operations, then these things can be covered as well. Um, and it's not something that you would ever want. But have if you ever come into that situation, then work is gone. And, yeah, right. Uh, also funny, it's children's cover is something I actually really struggled with years ago when it first came out. I remember, I, always, I had a real hang-up about children's cover, and I thought, why would you want an insurance paid if your, your kids get sick? And to be honest, I mean, I, I just didn't see it. Um, and I sort of had that epiphany moment one day, and I realised, actually, if your kids get sick, it's a, it can be a financial catastrophe. Because not only, it's probably the worst thing that can happen to any parent with a child getting critically ill, but also the, the financial consequences go with it because one or both parents possibly have to give up work, lose income that way. You've got a huge increased cost with a, a little child for buying a house, getting a house sorted out. And I, I, I've got people very, very close to me where that is exactly what's happened, where they've had to fly kids to London for specialist treatment and nearly bankrupted themselves, maxed out credit cards because you will do whatever it takes for your child. Um, had to give up works. Work become a carer, but it means you're going to have an interest only mortgage for the rest of their lives because they can't afford to pay the mortgage off now because of the loss of income. But that can be absolutely devastating. Um, so that's a really important thing to have. And to be honest, it took me a long time to get that, and it's so serious when you do. So yeah, it's probably your your worst nightmare is something happened to your children. So can I, can I really think of a, a, an actual situation where one of your clients has had a critical illness claim pay out? We've had quite a few, actually. Um, what would you like? What happened? Uh, no, the, the key thing is, I think that when you get that phone call, I think every advisor will tell you they have that absolute moment when everything stands still where they get into the file, make sure it's okay, phone the insurance company, make sure the cover's in place, the correct evidence are all up to date, uh, and then get the claim in, and you've got that wait. The waiting time when there's huge anxiety, the claim's accepted, fantastic. And it's, it's the greatest irony, um, you know, that job satisfaction, knowing that someone's going to get a huge check, and what is a terrible, terrible time in their life, mm. but at least you sort of tick the box, one less thing to worry about, and that's transformative. 
Uh, we've we've had quite a few clients now with with cancer claims, um, and I'm not, I believe every one of them has recovered. Um, and one in particular, one of your clients, Chris, has uh, managed to establish themselves in business. Has transformed their lives. Yeah, it's, um, and, and he wouldn't mean to um, mention it, but um, he was a, a taxi driver. He was diagnosed with testicular cancer, um, which wasn't a, a great call when I got it. Um, and it was obviously a scary time for him. But the, the, the good thing was he got a payout. Um, he fully recovered from cancer pretty quickly. Um, he had surgery and gave them a bit of chemo. Um, but where that where came in was he'd been traumatic. But he actually turned it into a positive for his family. How that was actually able to help him was he, he purchased his own cab. So he went from having to rent a cab and having to work X amount of hours and earn X amount of money before he made money to suddenly he had a car now that was paid for through this unfortunate thing that happened to him, which he fully recovered from, which is great news. But he turned that into a business because then when he wasn't working, someone else was using it. He was earning money at night and that gave his family a bit more financial freedom. And... Um, that, that was that was obviously a positive for him, um, and, and that was really really good, um, and and it, it really has helped change in the situation that he was in. More recently, I had one this year, which again crops up almost every week. But with my mum, um, she had a fall um, whilst on holiday and banged her head, and it was a severe brain hemorrhage. And she had surgery, and thankfully she's she's doing well, and she's on the recovery as well. Um, but she never had a clear critical illness. But she got a payout under the definition of stroke, because the definition of a stroke is um, when you have a bleed in the brain that covers a percentage of your brain um, on a scan, and when you have lasting um, symptoms, forty hours or more. And because the bleed was on my own right side, she lost use of her left side for around a week. Um, and it all did start to come back. And again, it's she, she's still doing physical now and getting better, but she, she got a payout on that as well. Um, which which was obviously great for me. You can tell Trevor will tell you it's one of the scariest things you ever do when you get that phone call. Um, and you won't really appreciate it until you do. I got my first one last year and it was nerve wracking. I'll tell you this one for my mum having to think this this better pay out, man. This better. <laughs> and, but instantly you, you can tell the relief on someone's the money. Um the very yeah. no one no one has ever or will ever tell you that they had enough. They'll always say that they wish they had more. Um or they, they wish they'd taken out that policy was a bit higher or but they're all very thankful that they got it. And, and it does take a weight off your mind that allows you to recover. Um, and certain jobs, the recoveries are, are very different. Um, with the taxi driver, as soon as he started chemo, he couldn't drive um, for X amount of time as well. So he, he got the all clear, but um, off the back of that, he couldn't go out and start driving the next day. He still had a period of time to wait. And, and the money that's there allows you to Focus on being together with your family and what matters and getting better. Um, 
I see it all the time if anything happens, the first thing people worry about is getting back to work and um totally agree because money we still need money. No matter what you need money. Bills, your car, whatever it is, everybody has something. Um, there's very few people in the world that could take a year out and it wouldn't affect them. Um, and they wouldn't have a worry. And that, that credit corners allows you to do that. It's a big comfort blanket. Yeah. Um, and in some what, cases, it's, it's, it's certainly worth it. So what's the, what's the what's the process then? Presumably, is is there always a medical involved? Is there because obviously you're looking at the pre-existing health record of the client and all that kind of stuff. How does it work? Talk me through the steps. Yeah, part of our process, we we do a, a full factoring with all clients anyway. Um, to establish their needs and, and what type of cover they need, how much cover we would recommend. Um, but we always do a full medical. We always do a full medical. We run through questions on your current medical situation. In the last three years, in the last five years, family history in case there's anything that's hereditary. Um, but why that is key is that allows us to do our underwriting and make sure that we get you to a provider that's going to give you the most favourable terms. Um, Critical illness is, is the hardest of the covers to get, to qualify for, um, or, or in another sense, it's, it's the easiest one for a provider to, to try and push you out, but it's not what it used to be. I have a few clients last year that have spoke to different um, brokers in the past, as soon as they've said, I, I had cancer 10 years ago, or my husband had cancer 15 years ago, but it's all clear now, they say, oh, you wouldn't be able to get it. And a lot of the time that is um, just not doing your homework. You'll find often there's a place for these things. Um, both clients last year, um, about 18 months ago, I managed to leave both with a very, very big provider, um, household name, one of the biggest on the market. And they were fine because they'd been in remission for more than three years. And listen, if, if anyone does have any medical conditions, I was urge you still to speak to someone because yeah. there will be something yeah. there. And often it's never... It's very rare that it's a you can never have this, but there can be times where it's you can have this, but you need to be one year after your surgery, one, two years in remission or, or whatever it may be. Um, some companies will accept you just now and say we'll cover you for everything not related to that. But then that's all part of the review process. If you're our client or you're someone else's, every year have a look, see if there's better terms out there. It's not just better definitions and better cover. But you might have been told last year that you can have this, but we won't cover you for breast cancer because your mother had it. That might not be the case next year. It might be yeah. one provider who's who's breaking the rules and doing something a bit different. And you need to find what is best for you. And because the market changes so much, it's so important to review your cover. It's why we keep in touch with our clients and we review it. Um, but the medical questioning, questioning is key. It's important that we get... Uh, that, that Clients are as honest as they, as they can be with us. Um, but that gives us the tools to go and get them in the right place. So we don't want to be wasting anyone's time either. We're not going to try and put you to provider X when provider Y is better for you. Um, and, and then you go three months down the line and they say, no, nah, you can't have it. And then we're starting again. We do the work hour end to try and get you placed best possible. And there are different things. Lots of people think that they can't get cover. Lots of people, anything from... BMI or, as I said, family history, things like that. But um, you'll find nine times out of ten there is a, a provider out there that fits you and it will cover you. Um, and as I said, 
we, we want to look after you as best possible, so we will do our utmost to find you that cover. And I think it's well, actually one of the important points, though, is you, you might not get the best cover in the market today or the most comprehensive if, with your medical history if, if, the, you've had, if you've had issues in the past. But you can phase yourself back in because as time passes, more insurers will, will cover you. So, yeah, and that's where the reviews are important. So it's not just the definitions, but it's, it's what the, the insurance companies are prepared to insure. Uh, and that changes as well. So it, it, it is, it's key. So no, no, no. But yes, it, it can be a bit of a process. But yeah, and, 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 and presumably you guys are whole of markets. So you look at all the providers that are there and tailor make it. We have a panel. We have a panel of providers, but they're all the big household names. Right. Um, so yeah, there'd be very little that we couldn't cover. So someone's listening to this right now and they're thinking, okay, maybe there's been a history in the past or my family's got history of diabetes or whatever else is there. Or they're a new young family and they're thinking, this makes total sense because the statistics are, especially in central Scotland, you know, um, other than the current circumstances, other nor- nor- normal um, conditions, then there's a chance that somebody might catch something somewhere along the way. So this is the sensible one. Like you said earlier on, you're more like, this is one that you're more likely to actually oh. get. You know. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's lots of scary stats out there. Um, about we all hear how often one in two people are, um, probably going to get cancer or of some sort, and so there are lots of scary things. But I think it's just, it's um, it's just a good thing to look at, and um, it's a superb thing to have. But. Ask the question, just ask the question, have a look into it. If you've not had it before, it doesn't need to be any more expensive than, than some of the things that we're paying for just now to watch movies on and um, and bits and bobs like that. But it, it really is, it, it's critical illness. It doesn't need to be a critical illness anymore, but it's a critical thing to have. And if, if you are unwell, then, then you will want it. It's funny, actually, we were, um, we were actually, Chris and I were talking about, it was Friday, wasn't it? We were talking about the... What is it you most fear in life? Um, your dreams and aspirations. And they're probably the opposite ends of exactly the same thing. And I, when you sit down and think about it, the worst thing that I think can happen is something happening to my kids. Uh, and then something happening to us that causes loss of income, loss of the home, loss of your lifestyle, loss of your hopes and dreams. Uh, and they're probably the biggest fears for the majority of people uh, in the country. So if that's the case, then critical illness is key um, because it's the one thing. It's like all insurance policies. Um, it doesn't fix the problem. The problem is still there. But what it does, it gives you choices um, and takes away some of major, major anxiety. Um, if you lose your income because you can't work because you are going through treatment or something that serious, um, are you going, it's back to the whole thing, are you going to live on benefits now? Who's going to pay your mortgage? Who's going to deal with the, your, your mortgage lender? Are you going to sit on the phone for an hour a week explaining to someone that you're still going through treatment? Um, are you going to phone them from your hospital bed? I don't think so. Um, but is it going to stop you worrying about it? No. I mean, Chris, I think your mum can testify. You, you worry about it. Uh, you worry yeah. about getting back to work. And if you don't have to worry about that, what a difference that makes. If all you have to worry about is getting better. And I think that insurance that we do gives people choices. It's choice. So it's a case of it. And again, I mean, Chris is saying that one of the things we recommend is just how much people need. 
And that's, that's a big question, exactly how much do you need? You need an awful lot, generally, but uh, what can you afford? Um, and it's, it's you know, I would look it at should always be a, a step. Yeah, it's a, it is. It's a lot, shouldn't it, Trevor? Uh, it if you can afford £10 now, or £15 or £20 now, then it, people think, oh, I can't afford, I should really have this, that's going to be £80, I can't afford that. Well, see if you were £20, then you're £20 closer to, to having full cover. But it's better to have something than nothing. And um, it's not our job to, to do, do the hard sell. It's our job to spend time with you, recognise your needs. And we'll help you find them, see what's important to you and, and work out what you should have and how you get there. It's very rare that someone comes in and takes every bit of cover that they should have to the full amount in the one conversation. Yeah. Um, well and that's why these reviews are important again for existing clients or for anyone who's done things a few years ago and not looked at it have a chat because insurance is changing you could increase your cover you can change terms you can, there are different ways about and, and how you can spread that out more lots of people look at things that they want they want X amount of cover for as long as possible they may not need it need that much over that period of time they might need more over a shorter period of time. While you're working, you need more money than you do when you're all after. Um, while your kids are young, you would certainly need more of a payout than you would when your kids are up, because your kids might be able to help you. Um, so I think that there are different things, and, and that's what we really do is help build you something that suits your needs. And, it's understanding um, the different sort of periods in your life. I think as well, I mean, when I talk to people, I mean, it would be nice mortgages, what's the average mortgage in the UK now? 160,000, 170,000, 200. Mm -hmm. um, it would be nice to be able to afford to cover that and cover all your loan, loans and your credit cards and have a good chunk, but over and above that, maybe to cover loss of salary. That would be expensive. But on the other hand, you know, if, if you were seriously ill at home, you might want some money to make some changes to the house, widen doors. Um, raise plugs, um, put in disabled facilities or whatever, uh, create a wet room, that sort of thing at home, that costs money. So if you knew you had a chunk of that money coming towards you, if something did happen, fantastic. Uh, if you could afford enough to pay off the mortgage, there's a massive worry going. Um, if you had all your credit cards and your car loans and all cleared, if something happened, fantastic. What's the average length of time somebody goes through treatment for, for cancer? A few months, 18 months. Um, if you had enough salary to cover you for that downtime, at least you maybe have one year, maybe two years worth of salary. Not to worry. That would be fantastic as well. So it's just all of these wee things that make a huge, huge difference. So if your budget was enough to cover one year's salary, well, there's 365 days without any money worries. Uh, which is better than zero days without money worries. Uh, yeah, that's a big increase. It's definitely the, the average claim is people, or the average age of people who claim critical illness is between forty-five and sixty-four. Yeah. So these are people that that have their home, their kids are getting a bit older, and people are starting families a bit later and, and buying their houses a bit later as well. So these are your working class people that are. It's not your young kids that would just move back in with mum and dad. This is, it's, it's at a time in their life where it is very important to, 
security is key. So and this is all guys, it's just another bit of security. But it's a security that you can have control of. You can go and get it yourself. You can have it. It's not nobody's invincible. We would all like to think that we are. I think as well, I mean some people who um sort of take it on the basis that they're gonna pay off the mortgage. I don't think an awful lot of this actually goes towards mortgages whenever the claims come out. Um but if, if something's that serious, it's just, I know what I would say. I'd be way off for the, the holiday of a lifetime with the family. If it was that bad, uh, you'd sort of want to enjoy the time you have left. Um, mm, yeah. But certainly you want to use it in a practical way as well. If you get a, a lump of money, there are real practical ways that you need to spend that money. Could be even buying drugs. Uh, you may be able to get treatment that you cannot get straight away in the NHS. You could pay for treatment. Uh, you could go private if you, you need to do something very, very quickly. Um, I actually have a client who their partner or the wife um, has had a very serious brain tumour and they've been paying to get CPD treatments because although it's legal here, cancer isn't one of the things that you can claim it for. Yeah. And that's been making a huge difference, but not without expense. That's been costing... And he's in a situation that he's got a lot of people that have pulled around and have helped support them. And, um, and yeah, things would have been a bit easier if they had a big lump sum that would have helped them fund that. Covered it. Yeah. Uh, I had a client I had a client who was diagnosed with MS and um, she had critical illness. It, was, it paid out. She then went to, I think it was Russia or somewhere, somewhere for some unique uh, complementary type treatment that you mm-hmm. can't get here. Um, and to all intents and purposes, she's pretty much symptom free. Wow. You know, you can tell that she definitely has some kind of condition, but she's miles ahead of where she would normally have been based on this magic formula that she swallowed for, for six months. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's, it's definitely, that definitely has prevented the, the onset of it, um, hopefully permanently. That was the claim. But it's certainly she's in a better position. And that was because she had the money to do it. But it is. There are some great stories about um, there's a couple of providers that have global treatment, best doctors. He's come free with critical illness. And these things are money can't buy it. You can get second opinions from not just specialists in the UK. If if you have global treatment and it's deemed that in Arizona and America, they have a medication that's been rolled out that would 25 times better for you and send you over there and get over there. Wow. Um, and, and there are cases of people using it for their children mm-hmm. um, and taking them abroad and getting different treatments. I, there hasn't been a, a high-profile case in a wee while, but certainly when I first started two or three years ago, there was a few high-profile cases of parents wanting to take their kids abroad to get treatment and not being allowed and, and fighting to get over there. Um had they had, or raised money to get over there, and um, had they had, for example, Best Doctors Global Treatment, especially um, if it was deemed by a specialist somewhere else in the world that that was the right treatment for them, then they would have been sent there and it would have been covered. If, and they wouldn't have been able to carry on. The problem was, it was a UK doctor who was saying, I don't think that's the right step. And they were trying to go against the doctors here to go abroad about something they've read online. Yeah. But they could have accessed that hospital through a global treatment been paid for by your insurer and that doctor may have said yeah and you know what send me over the case I have a read to you you can come over 
Um, so similar to your client paying for it himself. In mine, there are um, there are lots of wee quirky bits and add-ons and extras. And another big add-on, just, just to touch on, which, which is always very important, important just now, is that all but one of the providers on our panel now um, offer some form of mental health support as well. Um, so these are yeah. anonymous phone lines that you can access 24-7. Um, it's not your Samaritans or anything like that. It's your client. They're there to look after you. It's trained nurses. It's not volunteers. It's um, not that there's anything wrong with those things, but you can speak to a professional at any time. It's completely free. And it's just something that's part of your insurance. Well, you've had that through us. And it's been made available to everyone, no matter how old the plan is. Um, some new providers were only offering it with certain policies. It's now available to everyone. I think as well, in, in, in the current climate, with everything that's going on, People are more conscious of keeping in touch with, with our friends and loved ones who maybe are a bit quiet or stay at home a bit more and we're checking up on them. But there are things that people can get that are free and, and this is just by having a plan. You can pick up the phone and have a chat with anyone. Um, obviously loneliness is a very serious thing just now, but um, anyone who's been struggling previously, it's going to be even tougher for them now. So um, that's another message that I, I would try and get out there is that whether you have insurance through us, if you have insurance in the UK for life, especially critical illness cover, um, have a wee look online because you should be tempted to, to some free phone numbers. And, and there are different support lines. It's not just the mental health, but um, there are lots of ones that, um, if going back, touching on the children again, if children were unwell, um, there are phone lines that you can phone and talk to someone that mm. um, touch with people that are in similar situations and it will guide you through whatever your situation is. Um, so there are lots of different free bits and bobs that come and add-ons and that come with, with insurance nowadays that it wasn't there before. But um, I think Best Doctors is actually one of I, I do like Best Doctors. I know people who've used it to the benefit. Uh, have you heard of Best Doctors, Jonathan? No, that's news to me. Best Doctors is a thing where if you, you might not have a critical illness claim if you've been diagnosed with something. Um, and you're undergoing treatment in the UK or whatever, if you have this benefit on your plan, you can, it's almost like a second opinion. However, it's a global second opinion. Hmm. So your file could actually potentially be sent to a doctor in Arizona who specialises in that particular illness or condition that you have. could go to Australia, China, could go to this huge panel of, of specialists around the world. And you know, there's three potential outcomes. First one is that the diagnosis is correct and the treatment is correct. So your worst, so you've got the reassurance that, well, the UK doctors have agreed with uh, specialists globally um, that, about the diagnosis and the treatment. Or, and it does happen, diagnosis is correct, but there's a different or more appropriate treatment or maybe a different approach to treatment um, that you can feed back to the doctors in the UK and you know, together they can alter or just change uh, how they manage a condition. Or, and again, this does happen as well, it comes back with a completely different definition, sorry, a diagnosis, um, <clears throat> and you get that second opinion. I think, you know, we've all heard of second opinions, uh, and you can ask for a second opinion, but trying to get a second opinion from someone who is the top of their field globally is a pretty good benefit. Uh, and I say it, it does get used and it gets used a lot. So 
it's just all of those wee things that if you know your policy has, has or if that would be important to you, then be fantastic benefit. You know, if you thought something, if something is that serious, again, you would want yeah. to buy the treatment. Give me the lump sum. So yeah, absolutely. Give me the opportunity so. to get a second opinion from the top consultant globally or whatever, or one of them. Uh, I think just that that's what insurance is all about. That's proper advised insurance um that's a proper job i think it's a a fantastic product i've always if you can have a favorite financial services product it's always been mine and it was always the one i used to talk to people most about something because i had i had medical history in my past and my family's past so it's pertinent i think if it if it has touched you personally then you own it more and, and you communicate it better um and you can share it and that's really where all the kind of resistance and people's doubts and skepticism around financial products dissolve, you know, as, as one of my um, business colleagues used to say, no one cares about the insurance premium the day after the fire. Oh. Right. So it's, <laughs> it's been, when the rubber hits the road and it's a reality situation, suddenly you go, I'm really glad I paid that 50 quid a month or whatever it was instead yeah. of, bitching about mm-hmm. it, you know, so now listen, that's been a, that's been a, a very comprehensive, um, in-depth study of the whole thing, how it works, what it does, um, and why it would be a benefit to people. Uh, I think in the next episode, we'll be talking about life cover in general. So protecting mm-hmm. your mortgage, yeah. protecting your, 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 your life against life happening to you, as you guys like to talk about. Um, any final words before we wrap this up? Oh, I'm good today. I'm good today. Critical illness is uh, not the product it was. When it came out, it's a very, very sophisticated product, and it's with very, very sophisticated benefits associated with it as well. You, you should review it. Definitely yeah. look at it. Look at what scares you most about what might happen to you, your family, what happens in the world around you, and think about it. And think about what it's worth. If it's ten quid, if it's one hundred and ten quid, that's absolutely fine. But don't do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Message. You will, ne- you will never regret having it. No. Yeah. Never. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Oh, good. So that's it for today. What do you do if you're off sick and you can't work? What support is there? And how do you safeguard your home and your family in the event that life happens to you? This week, we'd like to offer you a free financial review, whether you're one of our loyal customers or not. Right now is a good time to stop, take stock and see exactly what you currently have in place to protect your lifestyle and if there's anything we can offer to make it better. So that's it for today. Please do subscribe to this podcast show. Thank you for listening. You can like and share this episode on social media with your friends, family and colleagues who you might think could benefit from getting some sound financial advice. And if you have any comments or questions, then please do get in touch.